what would it take for life to arise spontaneously? Welcome to Critical Thinking Scan, where we look at how you can think about any faith-challenging message and arrive at a biblical, logical conclusion yourself. I'm Patricia Engler, and today let's begin part one of two videos about life's origins. My evolution textbook said this, We do not need to know anything about the origin of life to understand and document the evolution of different life forms from their common ancestor. Okay, but if evolution were true, those common ancestors had to come from somewhere. Any worldview that rejects the supernatural is left with natural explanations for life's origins, which is what my textbooks taught. So let's think through some steps required for life to arise spontaneously. Step number one, create life's building blocks. Various studies show that certain building blocks form under certain conditions. The most famous is the Miller-Urey experiment, which my textbook said found that electrical discharges in an atmosphere of methane, ammonia, hydrogen gas, and water yield amino acids and compounds such as hydrogen cyanide and formaldehyde, which undergo further reactions to yield sugars, amino acids, purines, and pyrimidines. That is, building blocks of proteins, DNA, and RNA. So that's observational science. The historical speculation is that life arose from spontaneously generated building blocks. What other observational facts do we need to consider to get a full understanding? The linked resources describe several. For instance, other chemicals Miller produced, along with sunlight and oxygen, which most researchers now believe was present in Earth's early atmosphere, would have destroyed those building blocks that Miller was producing. But even if life's building blocks did arise in large enough concentrations in a protected environment, step two would be picking the right building blocks. For instance, of over 300 amino acids, living things only use 20. And amino acids are chiral, meaning they come in two forms, right-handed and left-handed. Both types naturally form and bond indiscriminately, but life almost exclusively uses just the left-handed amino acids. The Miller-Urey experiment produced left and right-handed forms, but with rare exceptions, functional proteins don't even contain one right-handed amino acid. As researchers in 2020 observed, the origin of the homochirality of the molecules of life, i.e. all left-handed amino acids, and the mechanism of the chirogenesis remain an unsolved problem in the hypotheses of the development of life. They explained some homochiral mixtures can form under specific conditions, but not with amino acids, except hypothetically some of life's most complicated amino acids, like tryptophan. Tryptophan traces have been discovered at hydrothermal vents, but the vents' high temperatures would break down pure left-handed amino acids into left- and right-handed mixtures anyway. And even if only left-handed amino acids were present, step three would involve bonding enough of them correctly to form protein. As NASA researchers in 2020 observed, in the origin of life field, understanding the abiotic polymerization of simple organic monomers, e.g. amino acids, into larger biomolecules, e.g. oligopeptides, remains a seminal challenge. They found a certain chemical can link together two to six simple amino acids of the same type, but the average protein size is 472 amino acids in cells with nucleuses, 320 amino acids in bacteria, and 283 amino acids in archaea. And even if you could get such long amino acid chains to stably bond, they'd need to be ordered in a functional sequence, which is step four. The amino acid sequence helps determine the final protein's form and therefore function. 
a 2020 article that appeared in the, the Journal of Theoretical Biology summarized studies which examined the chance probability of forming functional protein domains 150 amino acids long, saying, Though the proteins tolerate a range of possible amino acids at some positions in the sequence, a random process producing amino acid chains of this length would stumble onto a functional protein only about 1 in every 10 to the power of 50 to 10 to the power of 74 attempts due to genetic variation. That number is a 1 followed by 74 zeros. For scale, the estimated number of atoms in the universe is 1 followed by 80 zeros. The article explained that such experiments indicate the probability of finding a functional protein in sequence space can vary broadly, but commonly remains far beyond the reach of Darwinian processes. We'll continue more next time. Meanwhile, for more on how to think about any faith-challenging message, you can access my other CT Scan episodes packed with tactics, tips, and tools that helped me as a Christian student at Secular University. Thank you for watching.